Hey there friends, it's Nick. So today I'm going to talk about the five-day fast that finished yesterday. And of course it's not, it's not really related to storytelling as business, but one of the things you'll have realized, I guess, if you've stuck around a while and you've listened to this ragtag collection of thoughts and what have you that I put out every day, one of the things I'm constantly doing is I'm using stories to illustrate points. I'm using stories to, to make a point very often about business, not always, but very often. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that the third level of storytelling, as far as I'm, the third level of telling a better story, as far as I'm concerned, if you take away the sort of the surface stuff or you take away the story structure stuff is living a better story. And this is one of the things I often talk to clients about because when we do things like that are different, that are story worthy, it gives us something to talk about, something to think about. And to be clear, this is nothing to my fasting is nothing to do with business. It's part of this long process. You might say this, <laughs> this 30 year process of trying to be healthier, trying to yeah, be slimmer if I'm honest. So I'm going to repeat something that I said yesterday, because I think it's really important in whatever we're doing when we, it's really important. It's really important for us as human beings to remember that we can still surprise ourselves, that we can still do something extraordinary. And I don't mean just off the, the necessarily, you know, right off the bat, I've done around, I think I mentioned this before, but I've done around a hundred shorter fasts before I started on this five day one. And I wanted to talk about my experience just, just because if we realize that we can do extraordinary things, yes, with work, with effort, of course, I'm not talking about magical thinking, but you know, if I think about times in my life when I've really surprised myself, I think about. Oh, when I left my job at IBM, my stable kind of pretty fast track career in IBM, I left that job and to, to pursue freedom effectively, to leave the cubicle world and pursue freedom. Or I think about the time that I faced down a client who wanted us to discount and said, no, this is the price surprising myself, or I think about the time I left that company 20 years later to pursue this, this love of storytelling and this passion about helping people tell better stories. Or I, you know, I think about the time I wrote a novel, <laughs> you know, when I finished my first novel, which was about 130,000 words, I was doing something that I never thought I talked about it. I'd aimed for it, but in my heart, when I started it, I didn't know whether I could do it, but there's a clue there because you don't write a 130,000 word novel. Of course, what you write is one word at a time. And with the fasting, it's the same. I started what, uh, 10 months ago, I think fasting and back then it was a hard it's a hard thing to go without lunch. I, I haven't eaten breakfast in the week for a long time. 
mostly because I'm usually full from the night before because I've eaten eaten dinner and then snacked on something. But I haven't eaten breakfast for a long time. Made do with coffee. But last year, going without lunch seemed like an impossible thing. And when I did that for one week, when I did this 20-hour fasting, essentially, every day for one week, I was so happy. I was so proud of myself. Even though, actually, when you put your mind to these things, they're not that hard. And just like writing the novel, if you, if you stick at it, if you put real effort into it, and if you put yourself outside your comfort zone, you can do extraordinary, extraordinary things. So I'm going to talk about this fast a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. Because to me, it represents something that I would never have thought was possible. I literally finished eating my dinner at 6, 16 p.m. on Monday, and I didn't eat again until 6, well, I was actually about 6.40 or something on Saturday, five days, and all I had was water. Now, again, I mean, that's a, another good example of me pushing myself because you can have black coffee on a fast. You know, you can have fizzy water on a fast. You could have, well, I mean, actually, you can have probably a bit of lemon juice in your fizzy water if you want to. But I wanted this time, I wanted to do a pure water fast. So all I had was water. And originally I was going to do three, um, three days. Day two was horrible, but on the third day, I began to feel like, oh, okay, the hunger's gone away. And actually I feel like I can go a bit longer. So I extended it to five and I should, I mean, I should say, obviously I'm not a doctor. None of this should be construed as medical advice. I'm talking about this in the sense that we can go beyond our, our perceived limits, not, not for medical or health reasons or whatever. If you are interested in some of the science behind fasting, as I mentioned yesterday and, and earlier on this week, there's a lecture online on YouTube called, uh, fasting for survival by Dr. Pradip Jamnadas. That's Jamnadas. And uh, he's a fantastically compelling speaker. He's a surgeon, a heart surgeon in Florida and a passionate man. And you can particularly enjoy the moment where he says, I have nothing to sell you. And I think it's, it's indicative, actually. I mean, I've talked before about, you know, when, when we look at problems, trying to solve problems, one of the questions I, I like to ask is, what can I take away? that will solve this problem because we're very much, we're very much programmed to add things to create solutions, but often a better question to start with at least is, can I take anything away? And of course, fasting is about taking, taking things away. Um, so let's just talk about how it affected me because I, it wasn't all plain sailing. Um, I never felt particularly hungry, and I think that's because I've done all these fasts before. But it's just essentially, in case, in case you're unaware, what happens is your, your body's kind of designed to switch between um, glucose, 
which is circulating in our bloodstream because we're eating carbs, essentially. Uh, so it, it uses glucose first, but if the glucose runs out, which it obviously does in a fast or in a ketogenic diet, then your body switches over to ketones. Ketones are created in the liver, I think, from fat. And, uh, of course, what's happened for most of us, including me, is that, uh, your, your body's just, because there's so much glucose around, you're never short of glucose. So your body essentially kind of gets out of the habit of making ketones. And one of the things that, that all these hundred plus fasts that I've done so far, it helps you get what the doctors call metabolic flexibility. It helps you build that muscle for your body to be able to flip between those two things easily. And that I think is the reason why in all the five days, I never fit really felt hungry. I never felt hungry. Now that is not to say that I never wanted food or never craved food because there's a mental side to there's sort of an addiction, isn't there to, to eating. And one of the things that was really interesting to me is how flat the, the five days seemed, how, how much dopamine, how much of the pleasure in my life is around, oh, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to have a, a cup of tea. I'm going to get a snack is, you know, I'm going to have lunch or dinner or, you know, whatever it is, glass of wine. So much of the dopamine in my life was tied to these little rituals, these little things that, um, gave me that small hit and without them. Certainly the second day, which everyone says is the hardest one. Um, the second day felt very flat and, <laughs> and long, and I was struggling to concentrate on my work. What's really interesting to me is the third, fourth and fifth days, I was able to do a lot of work, a lot of mental work. And, and they talk about mental clarity. Mental clarity is one of the things that comes up a lot for people who fast for multi days. And part of the reason is, uh, I believe that, you know, if you go back to Paleolithic times, you're not, you know, you're not going to curl up and die if uh, you don't have food. The body wants you to a have the brain power to go and find your food and b have the strength and the energy to track it down. Now, one of the things that's supposed to happen is that you are supposed to get, particularly on days four and five, you know, you're supposed to get this burst of energy. Well, I never had that. I never had that. And that's for me, one of the downsides of this. I, a day later, and I've eaten a bit since yesterday night, I still feel quite washed out. And one of the things that I got as a symptom, I had a headache for the first few days. I've mentioned that before, I think, but. I think that was caffeine withdrawal because I drink a lot of coffee and I drink a lot of tea, but I also had pains in my legs and the pains in my legs that came and went really, but, but they did really, really disrupt my sleep on the, the, the nights, what would it have been the third night and the fourth night, which meant that I, although I had this mental clarity, I never had bags of energy. Um, and the other thing is I really struggled to drink the amount of water I probably should have. I tried to be, um, 
sensible about keeping myself hydrated. That's very important, not surprisingly. And I took the mineral supplements, bit of salt and what have you, that, that you know, they are essential to, to our kind of bodily function, um, to avoid getting cramps and things like that. But, um, you know, for me, certainly in the latter half, I just didn't want water. I didn't want water. I had that. Yeah, I had, I did, yeah, I didn't want it. <laughs> and, um, you know, certainly if I do a longer fast again, I will allow myself next time the odd coffee, the odd fizzy water or something. Um, but I want to just, before I end, and it's a long, long podcast, but I want to just say I'm 52 and here I'm, I've done something that, that, you know, is, is, it isn't that unusual. Plenty. I mentioned before my friend James has done 14 days and that's extraordinary. And there are people online who've done longer than that as well, but for me, I've really proved something and, um, rather like when I finished the novel, when I, when I, it was really, it was really a kind of a, oh, a bloody minded determination, a relentless determination to sit there every day, heat my ass in the chair and keep banging away. This has proved to me again that I have the willpower to really, to, to get hard things done. Now I made it less hard by building that muscle over, to, over time, but that's part of life, right? You know, we don't just go out and, and win the thing that we want. We have to train, we have to work, we have to strategize. And when we do those things, we get these rewards and when we get these rewards, they become part of us. They become part of our personality, part of our DNA, part of the, the armory that we bring to all of the challenges in our life. And, and they also become really interesting stories. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to learn more about what I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.